This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Just starting to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylet's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keo Zamora! Unbelievable! From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has surely scored another playoff winner. Hello and welcome to another episode of the W12 podcast. Um, we're on episode, what are we, 16 now? So we're motoring along this season. Um, today we've got Usual suspects, got Duncan McCready, Brad, how are you both? You both good? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, I'm yeah. good, boys. Good yeah. to see you again. Always good to see you. And we've got Jack, Stat Jack, back on again. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good, thank you. Very, thanks for having me on again. Good, good. Uh, we've also got a special guest on today. Um, he's kindly joined us. We've got Lyndon Dykes. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me on. Good. It's not. It's it's intimidating talking to you, mate. I don't know what defenders are like, mate. With this, with skinhead and tattoos, like. <laughs> um, how are you, mate? You good? Skin, yeah, I'm good, mate. When the skinhead comes out, you know, I'm in business. I was gonna. Oh, let's let's go on to that then. So these haircuts. What um, what what's? Do you just wake up one morning and go right? This is what I'm going for. Did they change like the wind? Yeah, pretty much like that. I could be. Uh, just come home from training and sitting and watching TV and end up um, telling the wife, right, let's shave my hair off or let's just do something. So, you know, it, I, I quite like mixing it up here and there, so it's quite good. Is there a haircut that you perform better with when you, you know, is there one that you statistically do? I always <laughs> like, I always like blonde linden. I always feel like that's that's been a real successful haircut. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm... I'm not, I don't think so, but I, sometimes I just need a little reset and... Uh, you know, usually when I shave my head, a lot of the boys like that one. So uh, when that comes back out, that's a good one, I think. But anyone, depends how I'm feeling. Nice, mate. You've been in training today, have you? You've yeah, a little training session. Yeah, training, training today. Um, wasn't too much, obviously. I had the game on the weekend and got a big game coming up on Wednesday night. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Obviously, the game on Saturday was a bit disappointing with the result. Um, obviously, the performance I thought was was, was pretty decent. Um, what 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 was the aftermath of that like? Your end? Yeah, we were disappointed. Um, 
you know, obviously we played, we, we had a strong team out there. We we wanted to do a lot better. Um, you know, we we did play all right, but at the end of the day, we lost the game, and and we wanted to get in that next round of the FA Cup because it's always an exciting exciting tournament, and I think the fans love that one as well because um, you can see what the teams are in there and what we what we could have been playing up against, but. Um, you know, it is what it is, and we're, we move on to the back into the league, and we focused all on that because it's going to be a big season. Is is there a feeling that it's it, that actually it's less of a distraction, and we could just focus on the league? Is that kind of the general feeling? I think I think after the game, yeah, we had to take that and see the positive was of it to look into the league um, and kind of put everything away and and focus more on the league 100. percent But as all of us players, we all wanted to, to do as, as best as we can. And a game's a game and we want to win every game. And um, we were guarded. We were guarded that we kept out of the game, uh, out of the cup. And um, the only positive we could take out of it was to focus back on the league and make sure we don't drop any points. Nice. What's the place like to be around at the moment? Is it sort of a happy place? Is it the vibes? I imagine there'd be really good vibes around. Looking forward to the second, the last part of the season. Yeah, I mean, everyone's, you know, everyone's joking around. Everyone's happy. Um, I would say we've got a really good bond in the change room. Um, you know, everyone gets on with everyone. We've got a good mixture of experienced and younger boys, um, a lot of quality there. And then obviously the uh, Ilias and Ozzy and um, Seni coming back from the African nations, you know, they've been out for a bit and them coming back, is it's always good to have new, the, the faces back in Um and everyone together. So yeah, it's been really good around the train, train, uh, training ground, and um, it always is when you're winning games. To be honest, he's gonna he's gonna come back. Do you reckon he's gonna have his winning winning his African Cup of Nations medal hanging around his neck? He's gonna be he's gonna be a big time Charlie, isn't he, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's gonna be walking right in with that trophy on his head, and God knows what. So um, no, it'll be good to have him back. And um, yeah, it was you know I'm pretty sure that most of the boys all watched it last night and. Over the moon for him, so um, yeah, it'd be good to get him back. Well, a question I've got for you, which um, was interesting when I was looking back. Obviously, you played with 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 Austin on um, on Saturday up top, um, and you've got Andre Gray. And you sometimes play two up there, or sometimes you play with Cher and Willett behind. For you as a striker, obviously, I know you like to play with them all, and, 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 and but if you know which, because. I can imagine with another centre forward there, it means less work, but it also means they're sort of getting your way maybe a little bit. But then when you've got Willick and Cher behind, knocking balls in and buzzing around, like is there a one that you prefer, or that or, do you think? I wouldn't say there's one that I prefer. Um, you know, I've played one up top quite a lot, and I've played two up uh, top quite a lot. It's, it changes the way you play sometimes when you have two up top. You know, you have to work together. One has to kind of drop in. Um, to help the team in the build-up of attacking. The other one needs to kind of stay long. Then we have to kind of swap and change. Some come short, some go long. When you're playing up up top by yourself, you know, you're more that focal point. And you, you say, you, like you said, you've got two number 10s in front of you. Yeah. Um, you know, you you kind of want to occupy the defence and make sure you're in the box, you know, winning all those, get up the pitch, get the boys up. So... I wouldn't say I prefer any, but I think it changes each game to game and it, it changes who you play with as well and, and who you link up nicely with. Um, you know, the manager obviously put two up top against on, on the weekend. Um, and to be honest, I'm happy with, with anyway because I think I've got a really good 
relationship with Charlie and, um, since day dot when he first came in. Um, same with Andre and obviously Chris and, and Elias as number 10s. Um, it's, it's, it's a great link. It's a great options to have with all the players that we have. One quick question I wanted to ask as well was, I don't know, it was the trans, when the January transfer window is going on, and the, when you see you're linked with other clubs, you know, on social media and stuff, what, what does that, how does that, in relation to how does that impact you when you're in, when you're playing or, or does it, or do you just ignore it or do you just laugh? You know, when you're linked, because I, I know you were linked to sort of Brighton and Burnley in, in, in the window. Yeah, I mean, obviously you see it. Um... You know, it's hard not to see it. I think every player, when they see stuff like that in the media, you know, I think it's, I think it's a good thing as well. Um, it kind of gives them, you know, a little boost, you know, pick up your shoulders and you kind of feel good about yourself. But as well, you can't really get carried away with it, carried away with it because, um, you know, you have to perform to get to these places and um, you kind of just have to be focused on the job. Um I'm pretty sure every player, when they see those things, they're focused at their at their club. You know, I'm just focused playing at QPR. Um, you know, my aim is my aim at QPR is to get to the Premier League with them, um, and whatever happens in the future happens. Um, but I think it's one of those things where professional footballers have to take it as they come because, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. What happens? You know, you play and you can't really do much about it. So as long as you're focused and as long as you're just um, Keep your head down and keep working hard. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that paper, paper, people, pull, people in the paper talk a lot. All right, Lyndon, uh, nice to speak to you. Um, I just wanted to jump in, really. Um, so on that about being the focal point of the attack or one of the focal points of the the attack. You know, since you joined the club, you've had more goals and assists than any other QPR player. So you know, you've adapted really, really well. I mean. Are you sort of relishing the challenge of promotion now between, you know, here and the end of the season? I'm assuming the shaved head indicates yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, you know, in my career, I want to get to the highest place possible and I want to play in the Premier League. Um, you know, I came to QPR from Livingston and that was massive for me. Um, I wanted to come play in the Championship um, and, and, and experience that. Coming here, you know, I've loved every minute of it. Um, you know, I had a good a good season in my first season, scoring goals. Took me a little a little bit in the spells to get going, but sometimes it's hard changing you know changing teams with players and and certain things. But I'm feeling good, and this season you can see how good we are as a full team. I think we've got a great um, depth in the squad, and um, I'm just feeling really good to be honest. And I, I think we're in a great position to keep pushing and and for myself. You know, I'm hungry to, to be successful um, as well in, in, in my other teams that I've played for and also international. These, these, are, these are things that I aim for and, and so far it's been really good. So to add a promotion to the Premier League to that would be amazing. Um, and, and we've got a long way to go, but we're, we're, we're looking in the right direction. Very good. Yeah, I mean, you know, going back to the Championship, you know, the last game against Reading was, was you know, superb and... In that game, you were the first player to score two headers for QPR in a game in the championship since you, yourself against Sheffield Wednesday last April, which was also when we scored four goals last. So it was quite a nice bit of symmetry there. And I think one of those goals, you know, took really well was across from Chris Willock. And I'm just mm. curious to know, really, like, how's he been to play over this season and how do you rate his sort of development? Because his numbers have gone through the roof this year. 
yeah, I mean, Chris is a great player. Um, if you see him on the training ground, you can see actually how technical he is. Uh, obviously, in games, you see how technical he is as well. But obviously, seeing it day in, day out, he's a very technical player. Um, yeah, he's, he's really good to play with. You know, he's got a lot, a lot of um, experience and a lot of um, learning to come. But I'm sure he'll get there because, you know, like I said before, everyone can see it at the training ground and on, on the pitch. And since Ilias has kind of went away to Af um, AFCON, he, he kind of stepped up his game and took that, that role um, with both hands. And that's what you've got to do in football. And when opportunities come, you have to try and take them with both hands. And uh, he's done exactly that. Um, he's got, I'm sure he doesn't mind me saying, he's got things to improve on to get right to the top of his game. And I think that's good to have. Um, and it's also good to have boys in the change room that push him to get to the best he can because, you know, we, we all try and push each other. And especially Chris, you know, we, we have to be on his case sometimes to, to make sure he's keeping at it and keeping at it at training. and um, Telling him in games if, if he, to cross the ball at certain times and pass the ball, and he takes that with every every everything you say to him, he takes it on board. So, um, yeah, I've got nothing but praise for him because he's done really well, and I, I hope he keeps it up. Lyndon, just want to jump in there. Um, obviously, we know that Chrissy Willicks assisted you with a few goals this season. We had um, Ilias on the pod a few months ago. Um, we had a little stat for him that he hasn't actually assisted you. Yeah, for a look up for a goal. And he said on the pod that it's kind of your fault you're not getting on the end of his balls, like his crosses in or his through balls. You, like, you're not in the right places. Um, what have you got to say to that? <laughs> it's funny because I've assisted a lot of his goals, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's supposed to be assisting me. But um, <laughs> my thing to that is uh, he needs to stop chopping the ball when I'm in the box, just cross it, and uh, I'll be on the end of it. <laughs> just do that a lot, <laughs> <idea. laughs> But, uh, no, nah, yeah, he loves a little chop, and it does my... He does, it, he does a defender, and he does me and Charlie at the same time. <laughs> and, um, but, no, nah, Ilias is a good player um, as well. Like I said before, we've got a great squad, and especially the boys, you know, in that position, Chrissy and, and Ilias and that. They're, they're great players, and... Um, if he can assist me in another 10 goals, I'll be happy with that this season because um, he better get his finger out. <laughs> um, so, obviously, last season, you finished top goal scorer for the club. And that's quite impressive considering it's your first year in a new league with a new team. Did you have the same motivation again for this season? Did that kind of spur you on that you wanted to beat last year's like mark of how many goals you scored? Yeah, um, definitely. I want to, you know, I want to finish top goal scorer this season. Um, that's something that's a personal thing for me. Um, you know, I felt good last season, obviously finishing top goal scorer on my first first year, but I knew I could do better. Um, and, I, and I still feel like that I'm learning on a lot of things, you know. Um, so I'm feeling really good at the moment. I think I've got nine goals this season so far um, for QPR. Um and, you know, I'm looking for more goals to come. So that's my aim and, and uh, I'll do my best to get that. Have you set yourself like a personal target you want to share or is it just something you're going to keep yourself in case you don't hit it? <laughs> I wouldn't say a personal target, to be honest. Um, but I want to beat what I had last year. Um, yeah. You know, last year I had a few penalties as well. And this season I haven't had a penalty to add to that. So that's also a plus. Um, but... 
yeah, definitely I want to beat that and I want to and I want to keep scoring goals. I want to make sure, you know, I'm helping the team um, get that promotion by scoring goals. And, and we've got got great other strikers, you know, Andre and, and Charlie, that, that makes me want to, um, you know, prove myself and prove everyone as well that I can be scoring goals because obviously they want to be scoring goals as well. And it's, it's something good to have as well. Yeah. And obviously you've scored some crucial goals for Scotland as well recently. Most of them coming in one nil wins. Like, how do you find the step up from championship up to that international stage? Yeah, when I first went in, um, you know, I was kind of nervous going in, thinking, "Oh my god, I'm playing with all these players," because it's something that I never really like dreamt of, to be honest, to play international football. And then I was ended up going in, you know, with Andy Robertson, you know, Champions League winner, and all these Premier League players. But um. I think it is a step up in itself. Obviously, the quality that you play against, you know, you can't really be just just trying to run headless chicken, trying to get the ball off people because the quality of the players, you know, even some some people that say lower lower countries that you play say, oh, you should smash them, and they get the ball and they start popping it around, and you're like, like the quality is totally different from club football, um, but. In that sense as well, um, you know, playing with top quality players, um, like I said before, Robbo, um, you know, Premier League players all around the team, um, it helps you as well because, you know, you're you're pushing all together. And then once once I got in there and I, I kind of bedded myself in, you know, the goals the goals came and um, I've done really well and, and I'm enjoying it because you know I love going away. We've built really good things for Scotland. <laughs> What's the, what's the what's the accent like when you pop up and you've got an Australian accent and you've got all these Scottish <laughs> round you? Was there any barriers or anything? <laughs> no, no, no barriers to be honest. But um, obviously, both my parents are Scottish, and uh, oh, of course, you know, yeah. I can I'm good at understanding it. You know, my accent is Australian. Everyone takes the piss out of me to be honest. But uh, <laughs> um, no, nah, it is what it is. I'm used to it to be honest. Lyndon, I just want to ask. It makes, it makes me media. different, which is good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen on media and things about the new chant that we've been singing, Lyndon Dyke song. Have you heard it? Yeah, I've heard it. I hear it when I when you when I play as well. It makes me laugh. It's good. Yeah, me and my boy walk around the house singing it all day, mate. <laughs> but but um, <laughs> no. I've got a few. I've got a sixty-second quick-fire questions for you. This, so I'll just get through them as quick as I can. Oh. So, favorite tattoo and why? Oh, I've got a few, but I like my calf. I've got my um, my kids and my wife's name on my calf and kind of like graffiti, like old English kind of writing. Um, you know, I think that looks really smart. And uh, I like my new, my new neck tattoo as well. I've got a lot. I've got a lot. I can't. <laughs> but yeah, you can't I like pick that. one. Yeah, there's a lot, yeah. Uh, role model? Sorry? A role model? Do you have a role model growing up? I wouldn't really say I did, but I did like Alan Iverson. Um, he was a basketball player. You know, I, I kind of yeah. liked the way he was. He kind of brought basketball. You know, he had braids, tattoos. Um, yeah, and he, he was yeah. something that I liked. Uh, but I wouldn't say I had a major role model that I, I was like that. But yeah, I, I liked Alan Iverson to be honest. So if you if you weren't a footballer, what would you be? Oh, I'd probably <laughs> work in a factory. Um, you know, an under five job doing nothing. Um, 
But if I could choose, I'd probably play golf because, you know, that's quite fun, to be honest. You're sitting out there swinging, swinging a club around, hitting the ball. That'd be, that'd be nice. <laughs> Who's the best golf player? Who's the best golf player in the team? Uh, there's a few, to be fair. And there's a few bandits as well. They all try and cheat. <laughs> um, George, George, George Thomas is good. George Thomas, Big Dickie's good. He pretends not to be, plays off what he shouldn't be playing, but he's good. Um, now, nah, there's a few of us that play. The worst will have to be Sam Field. He's he's miles off it. Miles <laughs> off it. Go back to what's your best haircut you've had? Best haircut. I'm going to have to say the the. The rainbow one I had one at Livingston of all different colours. <laughs> I seen that. <laughs> that was a bit. That was a bit crazy, to be honest. And um, yeah, I had that for a couple of weeks. I liked that one though. If you could change any law in football, what would it be? Oh, any law? Yeah. I don't know. That's a hard question, you know. Probably <laughs> <laughs> a good fight. Was it offside? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, you could. I don't know, but it would just be carnage, to be honest, wouldn't it? But uh, yeah, you have. I'll probably say offside just to see what happens. Yeah, Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Favorite topping on a pizza? Pepperoni. I don't really like pizza, it, to be honest, but I'll say pepperoni. So, if you dinner with anyone from history, who would it be? Dinner with what? Anyone from history, who would it be? I'm not much of a social person to be honest but I'll probably have to say Alan Iverson like before I think it'd be quite cool you know speak to him um, hear what he's saying first football kit you wore first football kit I don't actually know you know because I, oh. I grew up I grew up playing rugby league I wasn't really much of a football um, you know player or supporter I think obviously my uh, my family being Scottish, I'm, I had a Celtic and a Rangers top, um, so I probably had to say yeah, both of them because because my family was mixed and I, and I didn't yeah. really play football, so they used to send me two. So I'd probably say yeah, one of those, but I, I don't really know. Hardest opponent you faced? <sighs> uh, Luka Modric, if for Croatia, he was he was on another planet. He was something. <laughs> Something different, him. Yeah. What's been your favourite moment at QPR so far? My favourite moment would be definitely my first goal on my debut. That was definitely it was a nice feeling, you know. I come to the championship and scoring my scrum day. I know it was a penalty, but it was still nice to just <laughs> you know, like the, the shoulders just drop, and it was a nice feeling. Um, and also the the goals against Man U in in the in the friendly they were nice as well. Uh, so I'll end on the one I like the most. So you're the gaffer, using QPR players you've played with. Pick your five aside team. Oh, this is a good one. Am I in the five? No, you can't be in it. No, right, I'm the gaffer. Right, I put Rob Dickey at the back. Yeah. You're not having a goalie, you have rush keepers. You've got to have All a goalie. Right. All right, I'll put I'll put Big Marshy in goals, my Scottish yeah. pal. And then I'll put uh, yeah, Dickie at the back. Then I'll put... 
output. This is hard, you know. This is hard. This is why. This is why I can't be a gaffer. I can't be picking this stuff. I put Diggy at the back, and then I'll put Ilias in the middle because he, you know, he, he's good in the small side of games. He, he does well. I think I'll put Chaz in there because Chaz. Chaz scored some goals in in the game. You had to, didn't up. you? You couldn't have yeah. not put Chaz in. <laughs> no, he, I tell you what, in the small side of games, I think it must be because he can't move now, but in the small side of one, he's there. Nah, he's good. He gets the ball. He starts flicking it over and scoring top corners for fun. You got one more. And, I, and now I need a grafter, I think. And uh, I'm going to say... Luke Amos. Yeah, he gets... He, yeah, that's a, that's a winning team right there. Good team. I've got really. You know, you mentioned that you grew up playing rugby and and and, and Aussie rules stuff like that. What what made you just suddenly decide that you could play football? Was it just did you just wake up one morning and thought I just can I do this and just turned up on a Sunday league and you went? <laughs> How did it happen? Well, yeah, I grew up obviously playing a lot of sports. Um, rugby league was my main one, and then I played football as well. But rugby was my my main sport, which I love. And I grew up in Canberra because um, my sister was at the AIS. And then when she when she stopped, my mum and I moved back to the Gold Coast. And my uncle was there at the time and I had a few cousins and that. And he, he was an ex-footballer. He, he's Scottish and he, he used to play for Lando Pirates in South Africa. And um, when I first came, I used to just go watch them training. And one day he ran on me, he just signed me up. Like just signs, you just said, oh, you're coming to play. You've come to play because I was there anyways. And, and at the time I was like, oh, I'll play. You know, I'd play any sport. If I was on the side of the street, I'd just play it. And that was how I kind of just stuck with it. I just kind of stopped playing rugby and he signed me up for the for the football and, and I ended up um, on the Gold Coast playing that full-time and I ended up just playing for men's the men's football, um, you know, when I was like 15, 16. So I just kind of like that, to be honest, and it just stuck with, stuck with me. Nice, mate. Now, you mentioned you've got your marshals now. Now here, did you have anything to do with getting him over over to QPR? Well, I, I, no. I, obviously, the backroom staff, you know, they all do <laughs> that kind of thing. I spoke to Marshy, um, you know, before he came, um, and in, in my in my opinion, I thought it would be a great signing because obviously, Senny was away at a crucial part of the season. Um, unfortunately, to Jordan, he got injured in the in the penalties, and then. Um, and Marsh was in a in a bad situation at Derby, and, and he could come come over, and um, yeah, it was a no brainer because I knew how good he was, and he you know yeah wasn't been playing for a while, and and him coming in would have would have made us stronger, and um, it was really good that we got him. So yeah, I spoke to him before he came, and, and once I heard, I was buzzing because um, he done really well since um, I met him in Scotland, and obviously he uh, he helped us get to the Euros with a big penalty save in the penalty shootouts. One question I've got and I didn't ask that I went to ask is in the dressing room, I don't know if it's happened already, but who's the one that's going to give the, the William Wallace style team talk if it's needed? They get up and, you know, freedom, like, you know, try and get everyone going. Like, is it, is it happened yet? Or does it, who, who would do it? To be honest, I actually wouldn't say we don't really have someone that stands out and like tries to give a big speech and like get everyone pumped up. You know, obviously the gaffer speaks. And then you get little like little jabs from here and there. You know, Unks comes in, you know, like giving a come on, boys, like this, that. Um, and obviously, Stefan, Charlie, 
Um, you know, they speak up when they need to be spoken. So I wouldn't say we have some nutcase go mental wow. and everyone you're ready to go out and kill everyone. But um, yeah, we've got certain people, certain people at the right time, you know, say kind of what, what's need to be said. And um, I think that's why we're doing, doing well as well, because we've got a good mixture of the older boys now um, with, with a lot of experience. To end on, I suppose you mentioned Warbat and there. Obviously, he's doing a great job at the moment. What's your sort of relationship like with him? Does he does he give you some clear instructions, or is he kind of like a chilled sort of go out and do your thing kind of manager? Um, no, he's quite thorough in what he wants. You know, um, um, he he gets on. He gets his messages out clearly what he wants from the team, um, and yeah, I get on with him. Um, he's quite, he's quite a, a good manager to have because um, you know before games he, he says the right things to people and um, yeah I think yeah he's a great a great manager and he, he obviously gave me my opportunity at QPR. Yeah, top top. All right, we'll, we'll let you go, mate. Uh, we don't take much more of your evening. Um, yeah, and um, good luck for the rest of the season. And if we get to the playoff final, mate, we want to see a mohawk, blue and white mohawk, <laughs> uh, if you can. That'd be great. Um, cheers, yeah, good luck, no mate. Cheers no for joining us. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, cheers for going on, man. Cheers, Lyndon. Cheers, no mate. Worries, Thank you. Bye. Yeah, well, what a top man. Hey, Lyndon, he's scary, isn't he? He looks scary. Oh. No one else for. I'm scared to ask him questions. Good. Mate, but like Ilya's chair looks big to you. So I think Lyndon's that so much taller again, isn't he? I think like that's yeah. the way he looks scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I really enjoy it. It's, you know, it's good speaking to the players and that. Get getting a lot out of them. It's brilliant. Peter Brennan. Um not the result. I thought the performance was okay, but not the result. Jack, what do you think, mate? Yeah, I was watching it, I was working about it on a stream. Um I thought we were quite unlucky not to to score in the first half with quite a few chances. And that that let's say from a dome at the start of the second half. I mean, it, it could have easily gone a different way. And the, obviously, Hansen and Cher had to be taken off, and I think it kind of sucked the life out of the game. I mean, that's two two defeats to Peterborough now in a single season for the first time since 1964-65, and both those games were away from home in the FA Cup and in the league. So a bit of a repeated history, unfortunately. Oh, They're almost like a bogey team now, aren't they? Yeah, but yeah. They love it like it, aren't they? I really hope they get relegated because I'm not having another away day at Peterborough for a long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're alone in that. All the thousands of fans have gone I th- twice. This I year. think Chair was very unlucky with the free kick, wasn't he? I, you know, it hit the bar. Um, I don't, I don't know whether I was being a bit harsh, but I thought Marshall maybe could have done a bit better with the second. But it come across him, didn't it? It's quite a tough yeah. one. But it just wasn't our day, but... No, no, I think that's our that, um, We were dominant, but not effective in front of goal, were we, for once? It's just funny, isn't it? Because that's probably the most dominant performance we've probably had, really, apart from Reading. But, you know, like, we, we've pretty much dominated a the game there, which, and we haven't won. We, and I always say, don't I, we, we, we always play quite close to five margins with QPR this season, we're, and we always seem to be falling on the right side. But I thought that Saturday we fell on the wrong side. Like you say, Doma's... On another day, that could have gone in like Coventry, you know. Um, yeah. Could have had a penalty. We, yeah, we get the penalty. Uh, there's a couple of more chances. That on another day, we score. I think Dickie missed. I was sent meters away from just poking in it as well from a corner. Um, I'm not. I can't say I was too disappointed. It didn't ruin my evening. 
Don't about anyone else. My day. I thought I, when I when I obviously I was at work and I thought, God, we we could be in beat, you know, two 0 up. See it coming, sort of thing. But I know I just think if we wasn't doing so well in the league at this point, we'd probably all be sitting here now, wouldn't we? Saying, "Oh, goodness, you know what I mean? For God's sake, we'd be knocked out of the cup again." Um, we wanted to get West Ham away or Tottenham away, something like that. But you know, we're doing so well in the league now, so just let's focus on that and push forward. You know, it's, it's one of them things. I did see Elias back though. Miss, I've, I've you know, miss him in that away top. I don't know why. I feel like that's when I think of that away top, I'll always think of in his chair. I don't know why. Weird, but um, but he looked fit, didn't he? He was bobbing around and he looked, he didn't you know, I was worried that his calf injury was still, you know, was was still niggling, but it seemed like he looked pretty mobile. Um, but yeah, Marshall, yeah, those I, I, I. I don't know what we're going to do, really. I don't know what Warbs is going to do. I think I think he'll just stick the end back in. I think. Well, but... well obviously Marshall's going to play Wednesday, isn't he? Like I know Senny would technically could be back by Wednesday, but I mean Senegal have won their first ever um, international competition, haven't they? So I can imagine the party's going to be pretty good for a couple of for a couple of days. So I can't see Senny playing against Borough, but it's just one of those, isn't it? Oh, who wants to be a manager, eh? It's quite a lot of um, like debate, isn't there? Like you've got Dieng, who's our, you know, our asset that we, you know, maybe want to sell in a few years' time, or you know, he's, could be someone we can make a profit on versus the short-term cover of Marshall. It was interesting to see Dykes put Marshall in his uh, five-side yeah. team. Um, but obviously, yeah. Scottish international colleagues are going to, you know, would expect that. Okay. But yeah, I, I, I think, as you said, realistically, Marshall stays for the Borough game. Don't know about the weekend. But it's not a position really, like, I don't know what you're thinking, but it's not a position which you can rotate, is it? You know what mm. I mean? Like, you're midfield, you're strikers. Like, he can't put Dieng in and then rotate him for Marshall. He just can't do it. You have one goalie, you stick with it, don't you? That's the yeah. problem. I just wonder, the Barnsley game on Saturday, which which we'll talk about in a second, but that's a massive worry. <laughs> but anyway, um, whoever he picks for that game will probably be the choice for the, unless they have a bad bit of form or injured or something, that'll probably be the keeper that we'll see out the rest of the season. I would have thought. Or do you reckon if he, if say if he puts Dieng in and he you know he makes a few mistakes, that's when probably he might change it up or you know. If he had a character though, wouldn't it? Dieng doesn't make many mistakes, does he? Yeah. No, and he's improved his form. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, Jeff Hendrick was in. Um, speaking about the transfer window, were we disappointed we didn't get anyone else in, Doug? Um, after his performance on um, Saturday night, I'm a bit disappointed we didn't get Patterson in. He looked good for Swansea because he's not played for them for a while. Yeah. Got they got yeah. their assist. I think they could have been like a nice little player to bring on and have as another option. And obviously, just want to thank them for doing us a favour by beating Blackburn. But I think you think I've got. I, I think Marshall coming in gives us a real good, solid, like two solid goalkeepers at this level. Sanderson coming in, like we've got four, I would say four quality championship centre-backs now. So even if one of the normal three picks up a knock or has to be rotated, I think Sanderson coming in is like top-notch. I thought he was brilliant against when we played against Birmingham recently. And I think now, now we've got chair back. That's our midfield and like more creative options back to full strength, I think. We just need a striker in form. I think I was hoping with Dykes getting a couple against Reading the other day that that would kick fire his season again. Like that, I think 
squad squad harmony, I think, could be more important than an extra signing. I think, look at, say, Bournemouth, they're going to struggle to keep all those players happy. I don't think Wolves is going to have that problem. Bournemouth beat them, didn't they? I think yeah. it's injuries, isn't it? I wasn't too bothered that Patterson did look... I think it's a bit of pace that we lack, which has always been my my grime, is that we, we're just not quick, are we? We're just... We've got a bit... Not 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 slow, but you know what I mean? We, we've got nobody who can run in behind. So I think that was something that I, that I was hoping that we would fix. But ultimately, whoever you brought in, they weren't going to start really, were they? Willick and Sherry are your starters, pretty much. And then... Unless you bring another forward, one of or two of the three up front are going to play, aren't they? He's not going to change the whole formation and play, you know, four, one, you know, with three behind the one, three up another place. Um, yeah, I think it depends how you look at it. Like, we couldn't have signed a better player coming back than you have an Ilias chair, yeah. you know, come back, mm-hmm. you know, for that position. You know, we've got number 10 coming back into the squad. Hendrick comes in, it could allow the Hansen to play a bit higher up if we needed to play Hendrick and Field in the middle. I think we've got, you know, Patson might have been a good addition, but QPR obviously didn't have the the budget to go up to him. So, I, you know, I think we've got a good squad, good team spirit. Sanderson gives us pace at the back, which is good to have if we need it. Um, I agree with you, though. I, part of me was kind of hoping, probably wasn't able to do it, but you strike with pace, getting behind something different off the bench. Um, but... No, I'm pretty happy with how the squad's sure. looking right I'm, now. I've I'm, I'm not seen enough of Jeff Hendrick to make any kind of judgment, so I'm, I'm going to reserve on that. I've, I, you know, he's coming with a clean, clean slate and let's hope he can start well. But I'm just not sure. I'm still interested to see where he fits in, Brad. I don't know if you thought that. Where does he fit in into this team? It's the tough one, isn't it? I mean, I was speaking the other day on the phone to one of my pals and I said, will he really get much game time than we think he's going to get? I I think we've got so so many options in that midfield, you know, at the moment with your Dizelles, your Johansson. I just can't see him really coming in and I think he'd be a bench come up, he'll come on, but I'm not sure. I think he will definitely go in that defensive uh, role though, only when he comes on. Sure, mate. I literally don't know. I think that what he's thinking is that he can play him in the midfield and he's a bit more defensive, but he's also slightly offensive but it means that he can play the three up front, whoever that three may be, and a much more higher up the pitch because he'll fill in in the, in the hole in between, you know, like a number eight. And, and I think maybe that's my thinking, but I'm not sure. What do you think, Jack? I think he might be someone that's a little bit similar to Amos. Like He's not got the flair of like a Willock or a chair, but he's got the legs and he, he kind of wins the ball quite high up. He's good at pressing. He's good at recycling the ball. Yeah, he's, I think he's one of those players that's just quite effective, quietly effective about really... Uh, Standing out, he's got a goal to it. He's got a goal in him every now and then. But I, the Newcastle fans were sort of saying his probably championship's going to be about his level, you know. So it's a good signing for QPR, but he's he's not Premier League according to them. But you know, they're a wash with money and can get whoever they want now, can't they? Really? But no, I think he I think he can play either in in the centre mid or as one of the higher ups, depending on who we're playing. Maybe we need want want to press people from the front. You put Hendrick higher up, but. I do agree with you. I'm I'm struggling to sort of see how we slots in because I think if we're playing one up front, it's pretty nailed on having Chair and Willock in behind and then you can't drop your hands in the field. So I, I don't, I, you know, maybe he's just going to be a squad player that, you know, supplements the team when we need it. But maybe do you think they've done that because Johansson, obviously, we, we can't, he can't keep fit as much as what we'd like him to be. Do you know what I mean? Maybe he's another Johansson in that position. They're just a like for like. 
But then you've got Dejel. I think it's it's tough. It's very tough. I think I think Andre Dejel. I, f- I feel like he had that real purple patch, didn't he? He was really good for that for, for that sort of month or two. But I I always thought he was a sign-in to develop, but you know, in a year or two sign, I, d- I didn't always feel like he was in the moment. And I think as the season goes on, the more likely that is to happen, and he'll be. Do you know what I mean? I'm not too sure we're going to see too much of him. I could be completely wrong, and he is a great player, but I just think that he, he, Warburton mentions a lot about having character and, and experience a lot in his interviews. And when we've got a lot, of, lot of tough games coming up away from home, especially and seeing games out and stuff like that, I'm just this is where I think maybe Jeff could be quite handy. His experience, isn't he? I mean, if we're one up away from home, you come on. Whereas if you didn't have him, you'd be bringing Andre Dezel or maybe if you had some, was absolutely knackered and we're winding up and we need to make a sub. Do you know what I mean? I think that would be the benefit. Yeah, that's, that's exactly the point I was going to make was I think that it's the experience with our options off the bench, like Amos, even like Dezel, even Sam Field, if it, depending on who starts, none of them have to see that years of experience that's even at this level to kind of come on, like you said, if so, Borough midweek were 1-0 up last 15, 20 minutes, you want someone who's going to be in there and just going to slow the game down or do what needs to be done. And Jeff's that kind of player, I think, or I'm hoping that's why he's been brought in to kind of fill that role. And Amos and Johansson can move forward, can't they? So it's not like we've only got Cher and Willock. You know, I know yeah. we have, they're the only type of players like that, but... Johansson and Amos can quite easily fill in behind two up top as well, you know. So I think I think we'll be alright. We're not gonna change formation, like I keep saying. Are we? I think thinking about it though, do you know what I'm more gutted about is Don Ball. You know, honestly, like, <laughs> I have to say yeah. it every episode, but he didn't play against Peterborough. He didn't even come on. He, you know, it's Don Ball's time at QPR. I, I wouldn't say up, but you know, he, he's pushing on what fifth, sixth choice maybe. I might be harsh, but is he gonna think- play again? No, I don't know. I can't. Not unless there's an injury, he can play centre half as well. But I mean, for a free signing, he's been really, really useful. You know, he's made 97 appearances for the club. You know, so he's not far off 100. And he's. I've always thought he's been a wholehearted player. And sometimes you need some of those. But I think maybe the way the team has progressed so much in the last year, maybe the level's just a, it's a level above him now. But you know, I I think he's a you know, a decent player, and um, but there's just too many people ahead of him now. I, I don't think yeah. we're going to see much of him. What about anyone else? Has anyone seen the playoffs? And for me, like two months ago, I thought that the, the top ten of the championship was not great, and I thought, well, we're easy. We, you know, there's a good chance we're going to get in this top six. You know, looking around at the teams. So now I'm looking at the play, looking at the league table, thinking it's, there's a lot more teams. It just looks a lot more competitive. Sheffield United, Forest, Borough, Huddersfield. Um, you've got Blackburn in there. You've got someone like a Luton or a Con- There's always one that just comes out of nowhere as well. Just feel like it's not as it's a lot more competitive than it was a month or two ago. Yeah, and I think the key fact you brought in there was that three of those clubs have changed managers, haven't they? So yeah. Forest, Sporting, Cooper. They were what rock bottom when he came in, near enough yeah. in the bottom three. Look what they're doing. Obviously, um, Borough got Wilder in. Wilder. Yeah. So, like, I think it's what Sheffield United have got. Um, is it Heckenbottom? Heckenbottom, yeah. Yeah. So, like, they've all made a change because they felt their season wasn't going the way it needed to. So, that's they've obviously got a new manager bounce. I mean, I feel like you're right. I think they're the teams that I'm more worried about now rather than, say, West Brom or, 
even like Blackburn, I thought they they were two that could drop out for me. So I'm, I think it's like we've got to be really on our game now for the next couple of months to maintain. We've got those few points ahead of them at the minute. We've got a couple of games in hand over some of the teams. If we can just keep picking up like a win every other game, a draw here or there, like just the odd loss, like just keep stacking our points up slowly but surely. I think we'll keep ourselves in that run for the playoffs. I think um, Borough is going to be a really tough game coming up. I think that's going to be the not decider to say, but I think it's going to be, you know, we just lost at Peterborough. Borough, I think they, well, their last 10 games, they've won eight, haven't they, Borough? Yeah. Only lost one, drawn one. So they're on great form. So it's going to be a very good game. Interesting. I think this week we're going to know, aren't we? Because although <laughs> Barnsley, they're not one in four months or something, and oh, it's just ready made for QPR yeah. to come in and just absolutely mess it up. Um, I'm more worried about getting Barnsley than Borough. <laughs> I am. No, I generally, generally am. But home Borough, we always generally get up for the big games, don't we? I think we'll give them a good game. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of ones to jinx us, probably. But oh, we've no. never lost against Borough under Warburton in five games. One, three, and drawn two. So, you know, that's got the omens. But, you know, looking at, I've been really impressed with our defence recently. Um, kept a clean sheet in our last three home league games for the first time since March 2016. The fourth, the next game in that run was a 3-2 defeat at home to Borough. So I'm hoping it doesn't repeat itself there. But, you know, yeah, let's hope we can carry on our form in the league. Mm. What Any changes for Borough? What, what we reckon, Brad? Who would you bring in? Oh. Tough. I don't know whether he's going to go. Do you reckon he'll, he's going to go Linden on his own up top? And he, um, he's definitely yes. going to bring Willick back in. Willick's, I mean, we miss Willick at Peterborough, so Willick would definitely be coming back in. Chair. It'd be interesting to see if he plays as Sanderson because obviously he dropped Barbate at Peterborough. But I'd, no way. I don't know. I don't, no, I don't no, think mate. so myself. But it'd be interesting if he did keep, keep Sanderson in. But no, I think it would be the same team just with Ilias in. Is what he's been playing. For Amos, do you think? A, yeah. Right. Oh, it's Amos. well. Played well, isn't it? Yeah, tough, been... it? It's tough because Amos has been playing well, and Hansen hasn't been playing well. And you could argue that you know he could be the one out, but he won't be because he shouldn't be because he's the captain. And you need him on the pitch. So I always feel like he's got yeah. Hansen on the pitch. I think like, even if he's not. Yeah, if he's not, he just recycles the ball. He's somebody who will just play, and yeah, sometimes his his passing can be off. But even then, he's still just buzzing about, winning tackles, and but just being a even though sometimes he doesn't have a great game physically. Yeah, if you notice, his, his vocal vocally on the pitch, he's he's brilliant. You know, he he's one of them people that you need on that pitch to keep the players together. If you see him shout at the players when they make yeah. mistakes, he's there, he's on them. You know, I've been noticing a lot more. Wallace has been a lot louder. I know the game I went to recently, he was he was barking orders and shouting in his Scottish accent, which was weird to hear. I don't know why, because he looks so like, you know, I don't know. I just didn't expect him to shout and sound like that. He looks you know so... what I mean? <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Is that like a bit like Barbo's like Cockney accent kind of thing? But you don't hear much of Wallace, do you? He doesn't do many interviews. He's not on like social media like you don't hear much of him like his voice so like you know he's Scottish but you know when you hear it you're like oh yeah you are Scottish <laughs> do you know what I mean so talking of Lee Wallace and that oh. obviously Sam McCallum's back training now isn't he mm -hmm. so that that's another great addition back to the squad obviously mm -hmm. McCallum's brilliant I thought when he was playing for us before he got his injury so uh, that's another one Warbs has got to make really will he drop Wallace again for 
for McCallum when he becomes fit? Well, seeing as Wallace is, you know, can't often do two games in a week, to have McCallum back and just slot in is going to be ideal. I mean, we're, what are we approaching a fully fit squad, aren't we? Give or take. Yeah, yeah. Haven't we? Jesus, we've got Moses as well back. Yeah. yeah. No. And I think this is half the reason why we haven't signed anyone yeah. else. I think, you know, they've sat back and gone, hang on a second, we're on a good run here. You know, chairs back, the eggs back. You know, everyone's going to be fully fit in a couple of weeks. Um, let's just give it a go with a fully fit squad. Yeah, you can't really argue with that. Whatever happens now until then, I don't think we'll look back. Well, we might look back and go, maybe we should have brought Patterson in, but know, probably, the, probably the right decision. Um, what are we thinking then, Borough? Quickly end up on any... any what do we reckon? So, I'm going to go oh. to all. Yeah, I was going to say I'll take a 1-1 one, one if you ask me today. Like, I'd love to sneak a little victory, but I'll, I'll take four points from the next two games and I'll be happy. Yeah, I think we're going to draw, which is not a disaster, but you want to back it up with a win at Barnsley, don't you, if, if you do that. But uh, no, Borough, I think we're going to, I think it'll be a really tight game. So it's 3-2. Austin's going to come up and, and, and he's been getting a bit of criticism again, hasn't he? I think it's, it's a shame because I think it's harsh. I, I, I get both sides actually. I was reading both sides. One side is he's not good enough, really. When he isn't, when he's not one hundred and ten percent at it, is he good enough? That's the question. But the other side is he's he, he, he's actually been all right this season. Up, and, but he just has these games, doesn't he, where he just feels like he's not up to speed with the game. I don't know what anyone else's thoughts are. So, I I feel like. We're now at a stage, I think, in just general football, that the game is becoming so much more athletic that 10 years ago, Austin would have been absolutely brilliant in the Championship the way he is now because there was defenders who weren't as quick. It wasn't as such a physical, like, quick physical league then. It was like, yeah, there were a couple of like older centre-backs who, like, that would be the kind of ideal opponent for Charlie Austin. Whereas now, you think the, I think the Championship is such a fast-paced league that as much as he's got still got that natural striking ability, he can't play like those two games in a week almost. A bit like Wallace. Like you feel like he can play one 90 minutes and then he can't play another. He needs that recovery time. And it's I think with Gray not being there, he's had to kind of play a bit more recently, maybe than he wanted than Warp has wanted him to. But it's Charlie Austin. Like I feel I suppose for us, about I feel like a lot of the criticisms come from necessarily like the younger fan base who kind of were quite probably quite young when he was first here, hear all of us like reminisce about how good he was and they aren't seeing the same Charlie Austin that we saw. But that's just my opinion. One of them, it. It's one of them though as well. Is really, you've you got to sort of, I don't want to be horrible and harsh, but you've got to look past, obviously I'm a big Charlie Austin fan, but you've got to look past what he's done for us at this moment in time. We're, we're so close to getting promoted. If he's not going, If he's not going to cut the cut, then... You know, really, should he be in the squad at that, at that point? You know, he should just come on. But I don't know, that's maybe being a bit tough. But, you know, you've got Gray and Dykes. So I, I just I feel it is a bit harsh for him. But, you know, at the same time, he's got that experience. He's, he's been in front of goal a few times when he should just be burying it. You know? But, yeah, but you say yeah. that. But like Brent's West Brom the other day, he was the one who was in the right spot to get that match winner. Like, I think like we're, we're, fans are a fickle breed, aren't we? Like, 
he was a match winner only a few weeks ago. And then obviously he had a bad game on Saturday and everyone wants to make a club again. It's just like, I think that's the problem is our strikers are so inconsistent this season that we ask the only area we can vent about. Well, I think it's because we're doing so well, this criticism is coming because they have to criticise someone. As you know, like, you know, someone has to get it sometimes, but it's tough. I think you're right, I'm off at your peril, but I do, I do agree. Sometimes it can be quite frustrating to watch when he's turning on the ball and you're like, it's very, it does look very slow sometimes, doesn't it? So, uh, uh, yeah, we need to keep it on that. But um, any AOB, Dunk, before I end it? Oh, obviously, just wanted to mention that obviously Senny's an AFCON winner for Senegal. Like, I don't think we've ever had anyone who's won international honours while they've played for us, have they? I mean, I'll, I'll put it under pressure, Jack, but I doubt you'll know it off the top of your head. But I'm going to blag it and say I don't think so. Do <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean? But like, surely for us, that's a good for his confidence and b good for his sell-on price eventually. We didn't get two clean sheets, didn't he? So yeah, that's a, it's, yeah, he played. So it's not like he's just been the third choice keeper. He sat on the bench, not got any minutes, and walking home with a medal. So I'm, I'm happy for the lads. Think about when he comes back, all that, that dressing room at QPR, they'll all be buzzing, wouldn't they? Yeah. They'll all be buzzing. He's, He's just going to walk, walk in, in with like... it, isn't he? Do you reckon, <laughs> reckon he'll give chair a little <laughs> fun <Right>. look? <laughs> do you reckon he'll look at chair and go, don't worry about that, mate? <laughs> Champ is here. <laughs> Champ is here, I love that. It's weird how chair didn't play much, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that, He's good that's enough to play, awesome. isn't he? Yeah, it was strange. <laughs> I, I might be wrong here, but Morocco, did they, Tarap didn't go, did he? No. 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 That's a mad one. And the Chelsea lad wasn't in it either. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I think there's a lot, must be a lot of competition in that Morocco midfield for those two, like, what you say, big names not to go, and Chair still went. So, it's just unfortunate he didn't get more chance to show his ability, isn't it? One other thing I noticed, which is a bit of OB, is how amazing our away support has been this season. But our home support is still sometimes a bit disappointing. I looked at the tickets for Wednesday, a big game. It doesn't look like it's going to be massive attendance again. I know it's a Wednesday night, but you'd expect you'd expect oh. it to be full. You know, we took four thousand. I walked to Coventry and at Borough. Mm. Do you think it's because it's on the red button on Sky, but it's midweek? Yeah, that's what I was. So people, people are thinking rather than oh, I've got like an hour, hour, hour and a half drive to QPR, or I'm going to sit at home and watch it after work. on that at home. I think that's the problem. Is that I think like we moan about Sky all the time with changing games and silly kickoff times. I think they well, show I, too much football on some t- on some levels. Like, do you know what I mean? For me, I was reading on Twitter, right, and they, I don't know, but someone put a post up about our home support, and and I was reading the comments. I thought it was quite interesting. I thought I'd have a little reading. You got you got to remember a lot of QPR fans don't live in the bush anymore. They they moved further away. And I've, I was reading the comments. A lot of people travel. Like we got a lot of fans that travel. You got a few from Ireland, I see, and a few from Cornwall that are coming up. And I read their comments. They say Wednesday nights it's just not doable for them. They can't do it. Like a Saturday, they in the morning they leave early. They're there. But I just think a midweek game. You know, it's tough, isn't it? it a lot of people don't live there. They've all moved out of the bush. Jack, do you know Wednesday, mate? 
No, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. You go, no, <laughs> no. Well, I, I don't think I'd be, I'd hobble with uh, the operated knee, so I don't think I'd be able to get up there What's and sit in those tight seats up and up the loft. So, happened to you, mate? No, just a football injury surgery thing, nothing oh, major, all oh good. Um, no, I won't be there for a couple of weeks still. I've got to recover a bit more, but I will certainly be watching it on the uh, on the telly. What about you guys? I won't be there, mate. I'm working till half seven, so I can't, unfortunately. Well, this yeah, is probably why none of us are going. This is probably why. No, that's the problem. Like, like, we'll, we'll, we'll finish, yeah. finish work and it's trying to rush up there. It's just not, is it not easy. Uh, I think Hull's next game we're going to. Are you going to Hull, Jack? Um, that I've penciled that one in. That's just, I'm going to attempt it, yeah, for sure. And maybe the Blackpool one after the midweek. Yeah, lovely. All right, lads, we'll leave it there then. Um, let's hope we can get a good, have a good week. And you know, who knows? Who knows this? Everyone's beating everyone in this championship. We just don't know what's going to happen, dear. But um, well, let's just keep riding that wave, innit? Yeah. Go with the flow, boys. Yeah. Just starting to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylet's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keo Zamora! Unbelievable! From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has surely scored another playoff winner. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.